0: All right, let's dive in. We've been talking about not allowing our emotions emotions, to drive the car, to drive our lives. So many times we make decisions, we let things out of our mouth because of our emotions, and they wind up causing so much damage that you can't hardly recover. Um, This week, you're going to be traveling to in-laws, to outlaws, to family members, to people are going to be traveling to your own home and you're carrying baggage of things that got said out of emotion you're carrying baggage from things that were done in circumstances that have really caused damage and you know it's good to have thanksgiving but some of us some of some people dread it (laughs) right got family coming in and like uh can't lord god just help me get through this um And what I want to encourage you is, we are given the power over our emotions. We have a fruit of the Spirit called self-control. You may not know that that came with the package of Jesus, but it did. And, uh, you, you know, this morning, as we were worshiping, you know, we had several things that are showing us that the Lord is here, because we had a testimony, and we had... Was it two words? Was it one or two? No, Joe had one too. Yeah. Um, That is evidence. That's the evidence of the Lord moving. It is the things that we need to be listening to. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. And that testimony was about healing, about incredible healing, as well as a couple words about seeing victory, Chains falling off, um, breakthrough. So please acknowledge or open your heart to the possibility that the Lord is trying to speak to you this morning because He is. He's talking. Are we listening? So when we have emotions, when we have emotional experiences, we all are inbred, have this inbred desire to tell someone how we feel. But telling the wrong person only makes it worse. Talking excessively about a situation can easily drift in to complaining. And I want you to know, Scripture tells us that complaining is a sin. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8. So today's about talk to somebody. We must not gratify evil desires and indulge in immorality if some of them did. And 23,000 suddenly fell dead in a single day. Verse 9. We should not tempt the Lord, try his patience, become a trial to him, critically appraise him and exploit his goodness as some of them did and were killed by poisonous serpents. Verse 10. Nor discontentedly complain as some of them did, and were put out of the way entirely by the destroyer. Now, that's pretty harsh. The things that they were saying got them in trouble. Isn't it good that we live in the age of grace? We live in a different day. We live under a different covenant. We live under the new covenant. But it doesn't mean that we don't need to go back and recognize what God does not like. And he doesn't like loose lips. And what a serious problem complaining is considered to be. Why? Why is complaining bad? Have you ever wondered, why is it such an issue? Why is it a sin? Let me encourage you maybe to think of it a little bit different. Y'all are right on track. God is so good. And we miss the fact that God is so good when we turn our hearts toward complaining. We are no longer recognizing how good God is and trying to see this and walk this thing out in the right way. We sing over and over and over and over. God's going to make what's bad that's happened to you good. That's what God does. When you follow His path, when you follow His word, when you follow His kingdom principles, He will make your issue that was horrible good. He will use it to better you, He will use it to give you breakthrough. He will take you to a place that you could not have gotten on your own. That's why the moment we start complaining is the moment we, we remove ourselves. From trusting God. Do you catch that? Complaining is the opposite of trusting God. But don't we love to do it? I got nothing from that one. I do. I like to complain. It's natural. So in our quest to talk to somebody about what's upsetting us, We need to be careful that we do not take that complaining to the wrong person. So maybe you'd ask, who's the right person? If you really just need to vent in a healthy way, and maybe you just want a good friend to pray pray with you, I would encourage you to find a trusted friend, someone that, that has a history of pointing you in the right direction, not someone that has a history of pointing you in the wrong one. I know that you can quickly identify those people. I also want to ask you to identify yourself as what kind of friend are you? What kind of wisdom and favor and instruction do you give to your friends? Do you pile on to the complaint? Do you buy in and just start digging away with them? Or do you help them figure out a way to navigate out of it? But ultimately, the best one to talk to is God. It is so healthy to take your issue and let the Lord hear it. I have found so many times when I start talking about my issue, I recognize the, childish, the childishness of myself. You know, now that I'm talking to it and talking about it and kind of thinking about it, it's not quite what I thought it was. It's not quite as big as I thought If your situation is serious, and you seem to be at a standstill, I want to encourage you, seek out professional counseling. That is not a bad thing. We all need it. It can be healthy because the counselor will help you face repressed issues that may be producing unhealthy emotions in your life. It may be poisonous. And it's necessary to work those things out of your system. Will you think just for a second, how many of you are carrying some thoughts that you just can't shake or maybe you don't want to shake? Maybe you have a right to them. Maybe you're entitled to them. What happens when when we get hurt If we don't deal with them quickly, if we don't let the Lord have them and us process these things and work through these things, they start to get deeper and deeper and deeper down into us until it becomes bitter, it becomes anger, it becomes frustration, then it becomes unforgiveness. Now once that root gets in, that root's hard to get rid of. it's important that we let the Lord and let other good godly counselors help us work through these things that we're going through. Do you know scripture tells us that you can take your thoughts captive? You have control over your thoughts and you can submit them to God. I can take the worst things that's ever happened to me and I can get control over those. You may say, Pastor, there is no way. I want you to know there is a way. But it's going to take you really, really seeking God. Do you want to have the good life that God wants you to have? I think sometimes people pay counselors for years and years just to have someone to talk to. But that's not really counseling. True counseling helps you see and face the truth. We had a discussion in Sunday school this morning that most of the time, depending on who wants to come and bring the truth to me, I'm not listening. But there is sometimes that God brings that one person that I'm able to hear. That's how God works. He sends the right person to you. Because the wrong person cannot penetrate this hard heart. But the right one can. And when we begin to face, see and face the truth, true healing can take place. Talking to a counselor is a good thing. But don't forget, the best counselor to talk to is the Lord. Let's look at David. I think David is just a perfect picture of dealing with emotions. David was an emotional guy. He was good looking, he, was, he knew how to battle, he knew how to war, he knew how to worship, and he knew how to complain. He had issues. He, was, he did not um, filter his words when he talked to God, but he also followed those, those frustrating words with God up with trusting God to be faithful to his promises. David would often remind God of his word. I think that is so healthy. For not only for you to know God's word, but for you to remind God of his word. It's like Elizabeth was talking about about giving. So many times we get sideways about giving because things come up short so much. It just gets frustrating and I just, I'm just not going to do it this time. But what you need to remember is God's promise for your giving. God... I'm giving, and I don't have the money to give, but your word says to give. And you said if I would give, you would fill my vats full, overflowing, pouring over, pressed down, pressed, whatever, shaken together, and pouring over. God, that's what you said, and my stuff's not running over. But I'm going to trust you. Let's look at David. If y'all didn't know it about me, uh, David is one of my favorite people in the Bible. He just messes up and messes up and messes up. And then God says, he's a man after my heart. I, I love that. Psalm um, chapter 13, verse 1. How long will you forget me, O Lord? Forever? <laughs> Can anybody relate? Anybody been praying and praying and praying and you're getting nothing? Nothing. Nothing's happening. Here's David, God, how long are you going to forget me? How long are you going to hide your face from me? How long must I lay up cares within me and have sorrow in my heart day after day? How long shall my enemy exalt himself over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Lighten the eyes of my faith to behold Your face in the pitch-like darkness, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Can y'all flip it? My phone's locked up. Lest my enemies say I. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him and those that trouble me when I am shaken. Verse five. Is the computer messing up? But I have, okay, so now, he has fussed and fussed and fussed and fussed. It's been four verses. But I have trusted, leaned on, and been confident in your mercy and loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice and be in high spirits in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I don't think complaining to God is wrong. I think it's right. He already knows. Tell him. Back him up to his word. God, this is what you've said. Now, what the Lord may do is, I hear you. He may say to you, I hear you. Now, let's get these things right. Let's walk through some forgiveness for your family members. Let's walk through some forgiveness for what's been done to you. I want you to know I was with you when you went through those things. I may even need you to sit down and have coffee with somebody and just talk about this a little bit. Because this person's been through it and they've overcome, And they have testimony of how they walked through it. And look at them and look at where they are. This is what I can do in you, but it's going to take walking. This person overcoming what you've been through didn't just happen. They walked through something. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are going to walk through some shadows. But the Lord is with you. When we start complaining, we forget God's with us. We think we're alone and we need to shout some problems from the mountaintops go ahead shout that out to the lord he's going to show you where he is and he's going to show you how to come out if i paraphrase this uh, psalm 13 it'd say something like this god i'm hurting so bad i feel like i'm gonna die how long do i have to wait for you to do something for me do you want my enemies to say that they've won i've trusted you and i will continue to do so let me see your face in the midst of my trouble so I can be encouraged. God, I feel lousy, but I will rejoice and have a good attitude because of your salvation and your promises of love and mercy. I will sing to you because you are good. There's a scripture that says, put on the garments of praise. I believe it's in Malachi. Put on the gar- Isaiah, put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When you genuinely praise the Lord, your dark shadow moments will flee. But it requires some movement by you. We do not have to deny the emotions that exist, we just can't let them control us. We don't need to let them control our decisions. We can't always change the way that we feel but we can change the way we react and behave. God himself gave you your emotions. He created you an emotional person. Husbands that have emotional wives, God created them that way. Wives that have emotional husbands, God created them that way. But, let me speak directly to you, you can change your behavior. You can change how you react when your emotions want to take over. I think that it was not only physically, but it was spiritually, spiritually and physically healthy for David to express how he really felt. Something good happens when you release these negative feelings. I've noticed that David frequently said how he felt or what his circumstances were, but he always follows those up. With some type of exhortation. I would never suggest, and this is not what I'm saying, is to take your feelings and stuff them inside. That is a powder keg that will explode. It's not waiting to explode. It will explode. And it will eat away at you. My purpose is not to encourage you to be phony and pretend that everything's fine when you, when you ha- genuinely have anger and discouragement. People who repress pain and learn to deal with it properly, eventually, people who repress pain and never deal with it properly, eventually explode or implode. It's not always external. You don't always see the remnants. Sometimes there are just things that are eating away on the inside and you don't know it until it's too late. We don't need to deny the existence of emotions, but we can deny the right for them to rule over us. Have you ever noticed when you open a refrigerator door, if you have something spoiled, you smell it? Has anybody ever experienced that? Uh, We had a water leak in our basement, and it stunk. And, you know, you can go put baking powder in there and you can spray fragrances in there but if you don't get the thing that stinks out that thing will win you can keep spraying stuff on it but it's gonna win I think that so many of us sometimes have these things down deep in us and if we don't get rid of those it's just gonna get worse here's how you can start you can begin by expressing your discontent um how can I say this? So let me back up. These things start by, ex- by becoming frustrated with things. Maybe it's in church. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in your marriage. And you wind up be- becoming judgmental. And it includes jealousy and discontentment and criticism and bitterness. And it's obvious that you've gotten offended. Anybody here ever been offended? You know, it's one thing for somebody to say something and you not like it. It's another thing to take on an offense. It's dangerous. Bitterness, unforgiveness. And then it falls deep in, you wind up falling deep into sin. And the door to sin can be opened up in your life. That it can grow through wrong attitudes toward others. And your stink can become an infection, just as Brandon said, that can cause serious problems. The whole thing can be avoided if when those situations happen, if you can take them to the Lord or take them to a a Christian person that can speak life into you. One way to pray through these things, just imagine if maybe you got passed over at work or you feel like you've been done wrong. Let me just give you an example of a prayer. God, I'm feeling angry because of fill in the blank. Because I got passed over. Because I thought that that was supposed to be mine and it got given to someone else. I must admit it, Lord, that I feel jealous and I think that that was unfair. But I put my trust in you. True promotion comes from you. And I believe that if you want me in that position, you can surely put me there. And I'm waiting for you. But I will praise you regardless of the situation. We sometimes feel entitled. We feel like we've been done wrong. And then we want to stand on those um, entitlements. And I have the right to be mad. No, you really don't. I want you to think about what Jesus did for you. I want you to think about how good God is. And you know... I don't want to end without sharing this. So many times, Christians, those in the church, feel like we can't share things that bother us because we lack faith or we don't trust God enough. Do you hear me? I I sometimes will walk in here and feel like I have to look perfect. I cannot have an issue, or at least if I have an issue, you can't know about it because of my position. Elizabeth is a professor at Tennessee Tech, and along with that goes certain stereotypes. You cannot have issues, at least we think. That is a way for you to get bound up in chains and start to repress things that need to be released. That's a way that Satan can lie to you By saying, you can't mess up, and if you do, you'd better keep your mouth shut. That is a lie from the pit of hell. What the Lord would say is, you need to confess that, and you need to get free of it. But we're afraid. We're afraid. There is nothing that you have walked in here with that you can't be fully restored from. But the only way you cannot be restored from it is if you hold it. You can hold on to your sin. And you know what? The Lord will let you. It's not what he paid for. Yeah, you can't know. I'm precious. You can't have this. That's a Lord of the Rings quote, by the way. And I'm terrible at it, so I'm going to stop there. You can't have it. But, and if you, if you knew I had this, you wouldn't like me anymore. You'd fire me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be friends with me. You'd throw me out of the church. I want you to know God can re- fully restore you as though this did not even exist. But if you want to hold on to it, you can. I will tell you, even as your pastor, I'm not going to make you let go of it. I can't. God did not give me that kind of control over you. He gave you the control. God, infinitely good, gave us the key. He gave us the Lord's Spirit. He gave us Jesus' power. He gave us the ability to overcome. All He asks is that we follow Him. If we would follow Him, This is no longer an issue. Paid for. I paid for that. I already knew you were going to do it. And I paid for it 2,000 years ago. So would you please just get rid of it? Yes, Lord, take it. And whatever damage, and if judgmental Christians want to be judgmental and toss me out, I trust you to restore me how you want me to be restored. But restore me. Because me restored is better than me bound up thinking I'm trying to hold on to something that's not mine to hold on to anyway. It's God's. I'll stop there. Worship team, come on up. I I feel like I've rambled a little bit. Your emotions, your stuff, it's time to talk to someone. It's time to talk to someone, and I want to encourage you. Start with the Lord right where you are. You may say, Pastor, I came here today. I've never, I, I don't know this church thing. I don't know God. I want to encourage you right where you sit, just, just, to, just to close your eyes and just to speak to God for the first time ever. And let me just kind of just pray with you. I'm just going to pray with you for just a moment. We're going to worship and, and go out of here with a bang. Um, but can I just pray a prayer with you? Maybe you are saved. Maybe you do know the Lord and you have prayed, but you have held on to something for so long that you just can't get free of. The prayer is going to work for you too. We all pray with me. Father God, I uh, I just bring this issue to you that I just cannot get free of. And maybe you're one that would say, look, I've never even prayed to God, but there is a reason that you're here and something is tugging at your heart this morning. And I want you to know that that's the Holy Spirit. God is talking to you, whether you're saved or unsaved. God is talking to you today and he's calling you. He's calling you to get free today. He's calling you to not walk around in darkness, but in light. Father God, I just bring this situation to you and I just can't get free from it. Can I just give it to you? Can I just spend a moment and just tell you what happened? And it hurts. It still hurts. God, I don't know how you could rescue me from this. I don't know how I could ever move on from this. But I'm going to give it to you. And just say, I trust how you will deal with it but I want to be free. In no way does it mean that that person can ever hurt me again. No, protect me from that. But I want free. And I don't want my emotions to drive, to drive my future any longer. But God, you can have my future. Your word says that my future in you is good. Help me to be free of my emotions and of my hurt. If it's the first time for you to even speak to the Lord, I just encourage you, just tell Him, Father God, just be my God. I need help. Come into my life. Maybe you just need to return to the Lord and just say, Lord, I've just been away and I want back. Help me to follow you. We just bless you. Father God, I just pray over this Thanksgiving season and I just ask for restored relationships. I just ask for forgiveness. You know, you're going in there carrying unforgiveness. I would probably venture to say there are some other family members there that need to forgive you. God, I ask for forgiveness and I ask to be forgiven. I ask you to help me to forgive and I ask you to forgive Give us breakthrough this Thanksgiving season. Just thank you, God. You're so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen.